Before jumping into this episode of the Immortal Souls podcast, we want to thank all of you, dear listeners, who are choosing to spend the next few minutes of your valuable time with us. You could be listening to anything in the world right now, and here you are. Thank you. If you like the show, or are even mildly interested in the show, you are officially invited to leave a review on iTunes, hopefully something in the neighborhood of five stars. Also, a quick moment to thank our main sponsor, the Immortal Souls Podcast. We couldn't do the show without you. And last, we appreciate the support of the best mattress we have ever slept on. At the Immortal Souls Podcast, we understand the importance of a comfortable pair of shoes. You spend all day standing and getting those steps in, and a good pair of shoes while doing this can make all the difference. But what about the bed you're sleeping on? A great bed can make all the difference after a long day. That's why you should give an amazing mattress a try. Chances are, it will be delivered right to your doorstep, wrapped up like a giant burrito. There will likely be some sort of 100-night guarantee, and when moving day comes, it will by far be the most difficult thing in your house to move. Yes, even more difficult than the piano or that super heavy office desk. It's just so floppy. Finland, a stunning landscape, raw, and largely shaped by glacial shifting dating back to the Ice Age. Large swaths of forests full of birch, pine, and spruce trees, accented against cold granite boulders and rock faces. Granite is by far the most common type of rock in Finland. Its capital city, Helsinki, while nestled on the southern coast of the country, is still the northernmost capital in the world second only to Reykjavik, Iceland. In 1916, Finland, and particularly Helsinki, was experiencing rapid growth and change. A rise in population, industrialization, a labor movement, and other factors combined to create not a small amount of unrest, both political and social. Finland was only a year away from declaring its independence from Russia, which was made official on December 6, 1917. Amidst Finland's internal strife in 1916 and the conflict abroad brought on by World War I, the sporting goods company Ab Sport Artiklar Oy established a small workshop in downtown Helsinki where locally sourced birch wood was crafted into javelins, skis, and discuses. Fast forward four years and the brand had continued to grow and find success. Absport Artiklar had expanded its offerings to other sporting goods, especially running and athletic shoes. In 1920, the brand officially changed its name to Karhu, which is Finnish for bear, a nod to the country's national animal. During the 1920 Antwerp Olympics, Finland secured every medal in the javelin. Also, an up-and-coming runner took three more golds in the middle and long-distance events. His name was Pavo Nurmi. And all these Finnish athletes were wearing karhu shoes and spikes. In the 1924 
1928 Olympics. Finland would finish second and third, respectively, in the medal standings, ahead of the likes of Great Britain, France, Italy, and their Nordic neighbor Sweden. Amidst all this, Karhu would become the official equipment supplier to the Finnish Olympic team. Karhu survived and further established itself during World War II, actively participating in Finland's defense. Their factories manufactured camouflage uniforms, platoon tents, army boots, rucksacks, and skis for the Finnish army. Over its first 40 years of existence, Karhu had become a dominant force in European athletic shoes and sporting goods. Especially Karhu's running shoes had become iconic, with their unmistakable brand of three vertical stripes emblazoned on the side, Karhu shoes had become synonymous with gold medals and athletic domination. A few years after World War II's conclusion, in 1951, Karhu was approached by the owner of a small sporting goods and athletic footwear company based in Germany's Bavarian region. The owner... Adolf Dossler had just broken off from the shoe company he had created with his brother and had been helping to oversee for the last 20 years. Dossler, while building his fledgling sporting goods company from the ground up, had developed a support technology for athletic shoes that included three support straps, which were incorporated into the side panels of his shoes. Dossler loved the look of the three straps, which looked like three parallel stripes, but he was unable to implement those three stripes as an official symbol or trademark of his shoes. There was already a sporting goods company that possessed the rights to a logo of three vertical stripes, and that company was Carhu. Adolf Dassler successfully acquired the rights to Carhu's three stripes logo. Just a couple years prior to this, Dassler had registered the name of his new sporting goods company, to create his company's name, Dossler took his three-lettered nickname, Adi, spelled A-D-I, and abbreviated his last name, Dossler, to simply Das, D-A-S, and thus, Adidas, yes, pronounced like that, became the second and new brand of the three stripes. The price Dossler paid for those stripes? about 1800 American dollars in today's currency, and to sweeten the deal, two bottles of whiskey. Thanks to those stripes, Adidas now does $25 billion in sales annually. And something tells me those stripes aren't getting sold to anyone anytime soon. I almost forgot. After visiting Finland in 1973 and 1974, legendary American runner Steve Prefontaine invited a group of nine Finnish track and field athletes to Oregon. The trip would later become known as the Finland Tour. In images captured of the Finland Tour, the Finnish athletes can be seen at Oregon's Hayward Field, commonly revered as the birthplace of Nike. In front of them, you can see an orange Carhu champion model of running shoe, the very first running shoe to feature an air cushion. 
Carhu registered the Carhu Air Cushion in 1976. Nike registered Air in 1977. Hey, Carhu sold Adidas its three-stripe logo. Why not lend Nike a helping hand as well? Thank you all for tuning in to this episode of the Immortal Souls podcast. For more information, show notes, pictures, or just to say hi, check us out at immortalsoulspodcast.com, Instagram, or Twitter. Original theme music by Scott Spriggs. Five-star reviews are always helpful and hugely appreciated. Until next time, keep walking the roads less traveled.